Dr. Pepper and Mentos. Rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. Greetings, Earthlings. And Celestials. Welcome back once again. You're tuned in and listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast. This is episode 36. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. And we're back with another special episode, another tour, another ride through the Mind of Melodic. We have a, um, a taste test to do today. Okay. Our, Our newest sponsor. Yeah. Be Dope Water. They sent us a package. It's been about a week since the last episode. We told you about the new sponsor. We were able to get the new package that came in the mail. Came with some goodies, right, Melody? Yes. We opened it, and they sent us some water, a backpack, T-shirts, stickers, and a... A Dreamer's Playbook. Playbook. It's pretty cool. The package was amazing. Big props, much love, big hugs. A big shout out to Be Dope Water. Thanks again for sponsoring another episode. Mm -hmm. Just take a quick moment real quick here. Want to taste this water. I've been meaning to do it with you guys. I got two different waters here. I got a Crystal Geyser and I got Be Dope. And I just wanted to taste the two real quick to uh, compare. to compare the two. Yeah. Well, hmm. let me take another test. I got <laughs> I got I got to compare again. Hold on. Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Here's the lowdown. Here's the lowdown. Be dope. Water tastes good. Now, I love water in general, but I just got a chance to compare the two. And I cannot say Crystal Geyser is better. Maybe if my mind's playing tricks on me and I want B-Dope to taste better, <laughs> but it literally tastes better. You got to try to believe it, right? So order order a little sample if you want. Bedopewater.today. That's their website. Yeah, I just want to say a big shout out once again. We tried to record this episode earlier. Um, we got started. And we actually had AJ in the studio with us. Mm -hmm. But the, the computer crashed. So now we're uh, using our backup plan. <laughs> the <laughs> back, way we started. <laughs> back, it's, not, it's nothing new to us. This is how we started. <laughs> but we got to go shopping for a new uh, laptop or desktop later today. Mm -hmm. So... Probably a desktop with a little more strength. That's the news. That's the intro. That's the recap, I guess you could say. We got a good episode for you today, and I got to uh, take a quick break. We're going to play the commercial for our new sponsor. Mm -hmm. Get into the new music. DJ Melodic dropped some new music. Yes, he did. <laughs> and uh, I'll share that new music with you guys. 
take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Melodic's Campfire. Dope water, natural spring water, nourishing the mind, body, and soul. Be Dope is a brand that supports all mental health awareness initiatives to ensure we're all on a path to be the best versions of ourselves, impacting the world in a positive way. They're not just a dope bottle of water, but a catalyst for hope, encouragement, and connections. So visit them on Instagram. Be dope. Be dope dot today. Dot today. 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 <laughs>
roast the marshmallows, warm up the hot cocoa, grab your Snuggie, grab your Snuggie and your favorite cuddle buddy, because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for Melodic's Campfire. Welcome back to another edition of Melodic's Campfire, where DJ Melodic is going to talk to us about 10th grade. That's right, people. It's Halloween, so I got another spooky story for you. Literally, it's Halloween today. 2023, it's Halloween, and the nightmare continues. This 10th grade was 1998. I ended up um, attending Bloomington High School. It's a lot to talk about, so I'm going to cut this in half. This is going to be a two-part story. Today's part one. If you remember, I told you I had just left Juvenile Hall. I went to Helicon, and they were transferring me. It was a transition from Helicon to this group home called Eddie Lee. Eddie Lee was designed, well, supposed to be designed and tailored to help adolescents emancipate, not just from parents, but from the system. They were supposed to teach us how to get a job. They were supposed to teach us how to cook and other independent living skills. Now I'm in there and everybody thinks they're from a gang too, right? Everybody wants to be a gangbanger in the 90s. I have these staff which were hired, okay? So these staff get an hourly wage or salary, whatever it was, to work for Eddie Lee Group Homes. And Eddie Lee Group Homes facilitates all this so that they can make a profit from the state of California. So it's a business. Okay, I never really had a mom, right? A foster mom in this scenario. So I get there and one room's like a master bedroom and the other four are doubles. So we have to share. But when I get there to mine, my double is empty. So I'm alone for the first couple days, first couple weeks. Now, even though I tried to stay inside the lines, the instructions to this color book was not that easy. Trouble, evil, devils are still in my way. I wanted to be a good boy. I was right where I wanted to be. This is what I was praying for. All I wanted to do was go to high school, be one of the guys, be one of the kids, and play sports. So I was trying to be good. I got there about a week before school started, a couple days after Hell Week ended. So I wasn't even supposed to be on a team, but I got on the team and I ended up playing with Bloomington Bruins. I'm going to school in Bloomington. Their mascot was the Bruins. It's 1998. Football was a big deal over there. CIF champions. So it was good for me. So I remember um, there was a roommate named Richard. For some reason, we didn't really get along. And I didn't know it, but he was trying to set me up. So we got a new roommate who ended up being my roommate, my bunkie, you could say. And I didn't know it at the time, but he was from a rival gang. And Richard had told him behind my back, trying to get me beat up. And I was naive. I had my guard down. Because that day, that weekend, whatever it was, when this roommate arrived, was the same time that we were going on a group outing to Magic Mountain. 
Now, this whole kick, we, you know, past couple episodes, we've been talking about mental health. And I know Magic Mountain has played a big part of my mental stability. The roller coaster rides, everything else in that park takes my mind off of the troubles. It reminds me I'm alive, gives me a reason to smile. So when I was there, my guard was completely down. So that was your happy place? Because that's my happy place. One of my happy places. Mm -hmm. So this new roommate, man, I can't even remember his name. But um, this dude, he says, come on, come on, let's go on this new ride. So I just follow him like a dummy. We end up in this corridor and there is no new ride. It's construction for a new ride. And I'm like, where's the line? And before I have a chance to realize what's going on, he's swinging on me, trying to bust me up, trying to bang on me. And now we're squabbling and there's no one around to stop it. Finally, we get back to the group and Mr. Window, he's not a punk. He, he's an OG. He knows what was happening. He saw how heavy we were breathing. He saw we were scratched up, scuffed up, knuckles. He asked us what was going on. And neither one of us snitched. It was nothing. We was looking for the ride. So later that night, we drive home. We get home or back to the to the group home about, I'd say, 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I know it's dark time. And the first thing I do, I just hop in the shower. And, you know, I'm thinking I got to deal with this madness, right? So I got to be ready for anything. I get out the shower. I go to my room, I open the door, my roommate's not in there. So once again, I let my guard down. I was like, all right, start to walk towards my side of the room. But I didn't know he was hiding. He stood on this desk behind the door. And as soon as I walked in and closed the door, he swung a sock that had a pool ball in it. Now, if that pool ball would have hit me, I could have been dead, mentally disabled, I could have had a dent in my head for the rest of my life. Who knows? I don't think too many people get hit in the head with a pool ball and live to tell about it, especially when you're swinging it from a sock. But he missed. Was that your roommate or was that that Richard kid? That's not Richard. It was my roommate. Richard told him so that this would happen. So Richard was just as much as guilty as responsible. But my roommate, um, he missed it kind of like wrapped around my neck and that kind of slowed it down. And the second time around the ball hit me and we were squabbing. We were fighting after that. Mr. Window comes in and breaks it up. Now, that shit hurt. I'm not going to lie, but whew, I knew instantly it could have been a lot worse. So they took me to the hospital because they had to, right? X-rays, all that stuff. I wasn't bleeding, but they still had to take me to the hospital. When I came back from the hospital, my roommate was gone. That was a violation of his probation, and he was rearrested or whatever. So I knew this was Richard, and we had problems a little bit after that because he got real jealous. See, there was this guy, his name was Charlie, and Charlie was really rich, all the rumors, he was on the football team. His family had a successful small business or whatever. I didn't talk about him. This is what I heard. 
but he was dating Brandy. Him and Brandy had just broke up. So I guess I was the rebound. There was this other girl talking about me. Brandy overheard it. I used to kick it with Brandy. And then I guess that was the reason Brandy gave me a chance. She was on the rebound, plus somebody else wanted me. The stars aligned. <laughs> but um, I got the girl I wanted for a minute. And um, that made Richard really, really jealous. And I remember he went to school and was telling everybody that I was bragging about having sex with Brandy. And I was in a group home. There was no possible way for me to even do that with anybody. I never had no free time anywhere. And plus, I didn't like Richard like that. Why would I brag to him about that? Mm -hmm. But when the word got back to me, that's when I molly whopped Richard. I beat him up. And Mr. Wendell knew why. And he knew that these guys were treating me like dirt. Yeah, these guys were clicking up against me and I was getting, I'm, I'm the smallest one in the group home, but I'm getting dogged out, right? So Mr. Wendell was kind of happy when I beat up Richard. He was proud. <laughs> I guess you could say like, oh, father. <laughs> Mr. Couldn't admit that. Huh? You probably couldn't admit it. He couldn't probably admit it, but we were playing basketball, hanging out, and um, he was teaching me some new moves, trying to get me ready for the basketball season. Actually, uh, my mom, my grandpa, no one from my family ever came to my football game. Mr. Window did. He came to my football game. He came to my basketball game. And I remember this one time, my grandpa came to the group home. It was like, I took me to lunch. And I remember telling him I wanted to live with him. I didn't want to live there. And that never happened, obviously. But my grandpa, when he was dropping me off, came back to the group home and went inside my room and took a little look around, you know? I had pictures of Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, Wu-Tang, Lauren Hill, Karis One. And I'll never forget, my grandpa says, why don't you have no pictures of white people on your wall? And I didn't even look like... It didn't phase you. It did, I, I mean... There was just heroes on my wall. I didn't see colors, you know? Because mm -hmm. it was something that you're interested in that you didn't realize. It was just sports and music. That's all it was, really. Athletes and musicians. It wasn't like I had Tukey or Freeway Ricky, you know, on my wall. I didn't have no Scarface on my wall. But it was basically just Mexicans and Blacks. And I didn't realize it. But my grandpa did snap of a finger in a split second. And as good as he was... That was weird of him per to say No, nah, it wasn't weird. It was his brain, the way he was trained, the people he hung out with, the people he worked for, the people he chased down. His perspective created a prejudice. So... That's what we're trying to get away from in society today. But my old grandpa had it towards me. Well, anyway, Bloomington High School, 1998. It was one of the best years of my life. I met some of the best friends and had some of the best childhood memories during that year. The football team and my teammates. The basketball teams, the camps, the bus rides to basketball practice, to the games, I mean. 
just like we were all in the back on the back of the bus rapping in a cypher. I mean, those were some really good memories. And I remember I had just got approved or permission or whatever to get a job. So I went job hunting and I ended up getting my first job, my first payroll job at McDonald's. It was McDonald's on um, Mount Vernon and Washington. And I know exactly where that place is. <laughs> that was my first ever payroll job. I was working McDonald's on the weekends and after school when I didn't have practice or games. So I was doing it. You know, I was through all that turmoil. I found a way to get exactly where I wanted and be exactly where I needed to be. And I was dealing with these devils. I was dealing with these haters. I was dealing with prejudiceness from my own family and people that are supposed to be on my team empowering me. And even with my back against the wall and all those obstacles and adversities, I was still right where I needed to be. Somehow, some way, I had a chance. I was just trying to make the most of it. But um, like I said, this is a two-part story. Okay, so I'm going to leave it at that, cut it in half. I end up in this group home. Dude almost kills me with the pool ball. And then I had this hater who's trying to start problems at school. The one place where I'm making friends and living a normal life. This fool's trying to destroy it. I mean, I'm, I got a girlfriend now, right? And this fool is hating on me and trying to destroy that. So then that conflict comes home and I'm basically living with people I can't trust or even sleep safely around. So I end up getting this new roommate. His name is Julio. And I got a crazy story coming up in the next episode. Not just about Julio, but about how I ended up um, leaving Eddie Lee Group Homes. We're going to take a quick break, though. Come back with Satoshi's Vibe. What's up, everybody? This is AJ from Recess with AJ with today's Trivia of the Day question. The question is, which female artist has the most number one album sold in music history? Download Satan Arena. Join DJ Melodic and earn crypto playing the coolest game ever. Welcome to Satoshi Vibes, where we talk about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and preserving Satoshi's vision. Welcome back to another edition of Satoshi Vibes, where DJ Melodic is going to give us some crypto knowledge. That's right, people. Satoshi's Vibes, once again, is sponsored by SatoshisEcho.com. That's our new crypto blog. NFT knowledge, stocks, technology, anything inside the realm of Satoshi's vision. You can learn a lot more on satoshisecho.com. We've talked about a little bit of everything in every episode. And as I'm learning, I'm trying to teach you. Very few people in this world actually do that. Really, if it wasn't for YouTube, 
you'd see a lot less. But people's how to do and DIY channels have changed the game. So we're able to go down these rabbit holes and learn like in real time now, which is another reason why most universities should be lowering their price of admission, especially when they're teaching you outdated information. This is up-to-date information, current events, as I'm learning it. And in the last episode, I told you, I told you about the BRICS. It's an acronym. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi Arabia. This coalition, this entire movement, friendship, unity, global unity, was designed to devalue the dollar. Their objective is to change the world's number one currency into anything but the U.S. dollar. So for most of the world, maybe that's a good thing. But for America, it's the worst thing that could happen to us. Not only is it our leverage, it's our power, it's our profit, right? It's one of the reasons we're able to have the luxuries and privileges that we do is because our dollar is the most frequent dollar used around the globe. They're trying to change that. Meanwhile, the U.S. dollar is losing more value than it has, faster than it has at any point in history. Now, I have talked about a lot leading up to this point, but here we are again. And in the last two weeks, Bitcoin has gone from 27000 to 34000 That's a 20% increase in about two weeks. Melody, when she first started learning about Bitcoin, it was around 40000 mm-hmm. And then it went up. Jumped up to 62000 62. That was during the FOMO. That was during the stimulus checks. When everyone was bored. And they couldn't even make money. So everybody was trying something else. A lot of people don't understand what's really going on. They end up selling it. So many people sold it, it went down to $17,000. Right. It went down really low. Right. Well, actually, probably went a little lower than seventeen. But why is it jumping back up so fast? You have to ask yourself that. Why was the gas prices seven dollars three weeks ago, but now they're four fifty? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. In Anaheim, in Orange County, it was six fifty something. It was almost seven dollars. Now it's four fifty, like, or four ninety nine everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So, what makes price go up? and go down so fast. You have to ask yourself this, right? Does that have to do with the election? I implore people to learn, to do the research, to go down the rabbit holes themselves, not to listen to one opinionated orphan. I personally think they're just trying to get you comfortable for the election. Mm -hmm. But 
we can't buy into the FOMO. If you think the price is going to go past 34, past 35, up to 45, up to 50, then it's a good time to buy. But what if the United States of America stops us from being even able to use Bitcoin? They could make it a law that you can't use, that you can't use Bitcoin and you can only use the U.S. digital dollar. They could. So I maybe Bitcoin could go down to 10000 What if every American was forced to sell it? That doesn't mean it's going to die. It doesn't mean it was that Latin American country that they made it their currency. Let me see. I'll Google it real quick. What country made Bitcoin their national currency? El Salvador. According to CNBC, it has been more than a year since El Salvador made history by becoming the first country to make Bitcoin legal tender. And so far, 37-year-old resident Edgardo Acevedo has found the nationwide crypto experiment to be relatively anticlimactic. Okay, so that's El Salvador. So that's their national currency. So it doesn't mean even if America stops using it. There's that, that, right. And then some Americas, Americans might just want to move to El Salvador then. The truth be told, right? So I really don't know what's going on. But I can tell you this. You have to keep your eye on the Bitcoin happening. Okay? The happening is happening. And I can't give you a an exact date of when. I know it happens when enough blocks are validated on the blockchain. Once it reaches a certain amount, it's not a time, it's not a timestamp, it's not a date. It's a volume of transactions on the Bitcoin blockchain. Once enough of them are validated and it starts the new cycle, the Bitcoin hash rate will be cut in half. But the miners who mine Bitcoin will only be rewarded half of what they're being rewarded today for mining it. So what this is going to do now from what I'm learning is it's going to create a surplus of Bitcoin on the market. It's going to make it cheaper for a little bit. People are going to buy it. They're going to hoard it. They're going to know what's going on. But that's going to dive into the overall surplus, which is going to actually make this demand higher. Mm -hmm. There's only 21 million Bitcoins available. Okay. <laughs> How many people are on the planet? A hundred years ago, there was 1.5 billion people. And now there's just under 8 billion people on this planet. So if there's 21 million Bitcoins available. Not everybody's going to get a Bitcoin. Not everybody's going to get a Bitcoin. Okay. That's why there's a division of the Bitcoin. It's called a Satoshi. You can get a smaller increment of Bitcoin without buying a full Bitcoin. Bitcoin. You can buy Satoshis. That's like pennies, right? Mm. So some people are using these Satoshis to transact commerce around the globe. But if I'm correct, Bitcoin is the one crypto that you don't want to spend. So once again, I advise you, if you go to Starbucks and spend 20 bucks on Starbucks, 
spend 20 bucks on Bitcoin. Okay. If you're going to buy 20 bucks worth of fast food, spend 20 bucks on Bitcoin. Because if and when Bitcoin goes back up to 60,000 or passes the all time high and maybe cracks 80,000 or $100,000 per coin, then that means your Starbucks and your fast food will be free. This is the only way you can fight inflation. And we are suffering inflation because the U.S. government won't fix the problem. They don't know how to. They just keep throwing band-aids on it. But the band-aids are making it worse for our future, for our kids. You can only fight inflation by investing your money into something that will appreciate. That might be a car. Or a painting. Or stock in DJ Melodic. <laughs> now seriously, Tesla stock, right? Mm-hmm. Something that's going to appreciate. Okay? Or at least have the chance to. Maybe if it starts to go down, you take your money out. But I know this, if you go to the casino... You put your money on a blackjack table, you can't take it back halfway through the bet. So if you learn what to invest in, and you might have a chance to fight inflation, maybe get on a plane, get the whole family on a plane and move to El Salvador. But until next time, I just wanted to talk a little bit of crypto with you guys. I'm always in Satoshi's mind. I am trying to figure out who Satoshi is. I'm trying to get him for an interview on the podcast. Okay. This is probably millions of other people's goals as well. But at the end of the day, Satoshi made this Bitcoin to save us from the purgatory of the U.S. dollar. And I don't know if any government out there has the right one. I don't know if there's any government that has the right currency to lead us into the future and giving them a chance to have a global coin, which is what the elites want, is probably putting too much power into one person's hand. Bitcoin is the only thing that's not owned by a government. It's the only currency that's not owned by a corporation. So the more that you get the more chance we have of preserving Bitcoin's purpose and purity. If BlackRock and Coca-Cola and other companies continue to buy more than we do, they own us and we're right back in the same situation.
local music, rising stars, and current events. This is your spotlight of the day. Welcome back to another edition of Spotlight of the Day, where we're going to talk about Greenies. That's right, family. That's right. Greenies is a brand new golf club that's coming to San Juan Capistrano. It's grand opening. Brand new golf simulator and lounge. So it's like a bar or maybe an arcade for adults, for business meetings, fun family gatherings. If you love golf or if you just want to try something new. Now, the grand opening is going to be coming mid-November. We got lucky. Uh, we were out partying in Corona Del Mar. And we had a chance to meet the owner, Carson. So I just wanted to give you guys a quick heads up. And um, give Greenies a quick plug. And shout out. Okay, We're always looking for something fun and new to do in Southern California. And uh, personally, I play miniature golf. I've been to a couple of driving ranges, but I've always wanted to try the new style of golf, right? The new simulator driving ranges. So it looks like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I am excited to go check this out. I'll be even a little more inclined now that I got a chance to shake Carson's hand. So be on the lookout, check him out on Instagram, Facebook, or let me see, the new website is called greeniesclub.com. That's right, greeniesclub.com. Or follow them on social media and uh, make sure to check it out or maybe you can see us at the grand opening. What's up, everybody? This is AJ from Resource with AJ, back with the answer for the trivia of the day. The question was, which female artist has the most number one album sold in music history? And the answer was Taylor Swift. And now, another melodic exclusive. You will not hear this song anywhere else. Your time to get to know the perfect Wonder Woman, Frankenstein by Cupid for DJ Melodic. Hi family, welcome back. This is part of the episode where we like to call Vibing with Melody. We get to go inside the queen's brain and see what's on her mind. So I thought I would come on here and talk. I came across a author, life coach, 
public speaker. His name is Devon Martin. And if you visit his website, you would get a free gift. The website is free gift from Devon.com. Free gift from Devon.com. And um, I came across it, and I thought I would share and give you guys some information. It was pretty cool. Unlock your potential. Elevate your mindset for success. He's an author and a public speaker and a life coach. Mm -hmm. And so he's trying to help you master Mm -hmm. your mindset. Everybody's got a lot going on. A bunch of different electrons. Trons like electricity feels like sometimes we all just need to be rewired, right? Just a little rewired, especially Melody. Coming off the illness, she's had to adjust and adapt and maybe even relearn some things. So I think we all could use a little um, brain food, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So he helps in as far as your money, success, relationships, relationships, anything like that. If you're having any issues or troubles with that, he can give you some advice and help you out. Well, it says free gift from Devon.com. So if you're interested, it's free. Might as well give it a check out. Give it a shot, right? Give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And I know that The last few episodes, we've touched on mental health, especially with our sponsors and my campfire stories. So all going through it, everybody has a struggle, and that's why you should be kind to them. You should be kind to everybody that hasn't done you wrong. Because you never know what they're going through. What they're going through, right? You can make their day better. You might make a friend. You might find some sort of strength or knowledge that you needed to get through your tomorrow. And that's all this is really about us trying to get better one day at a time. So big shout out to Devon Martin. We need more positive vibes, good vibes in the world. All right. Go check out the website, free gift from Devon.com. And hopefully soon we'll be able to get him in for an interview. And if you visit his website, you would get a free gift, a free gift, free, 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 free. From author John Spagnoli comes a thrilling ride filled with mystery and intrigue. Cliff, available on Amazon, barnesandnoble.com, Apple Books, and other online booksellers. In Cliff, meet veteran detectives Skull and Violet, who navigate a maze of mysteries, just like the winding cliff roads where mysterious deaths are happening. Skull is suffering from PTSD from his military service and finds strength in his lifelong friend Violet. Secrets run deep as these two detectives secretly harbor feelings for each other as they jump headfirst into cold cases in their beloved seaside city. A surge of supposed suicides from women dropped over cliffs overlooking the Pacific Ocean to paranormal activity in the twilight hours. Nothing makes sense to the detectives until rumors of a cult lead to unexpected botanical revelations. Colorful characters spice up the treacherous hunt to catch the perpetrators before the next victim is sacrificed. But with Skull's PTSD, can they still solve the case? Find out when you read Cliff from author John Spagnoli. Available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, and other online booksellers. This is a must-read for mystery lovers everywhere. Order your copy right now. 
true stories about the legends we admire and the forks in the road that made them. This is The Road to Glory. Welcome back to another edition of Road to Glory, where we're going to talk about Ray Kroc and McDonald's. That's right. It's a piece of American history, to say the least, right? We um, recently watched a movie, mm-hmm. a free movie. On Tubi. On Tubi, okay. Free movie on Tubi called The Founder, starring Beetlejuice. <laughs> of Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Right. The guy who played Beetlejuice, the guy who played Batman, mm-hmm. also played Ray Kroc right. in the movie The Founder. Now, I know it's just a movie, but this is a true story. Maybe not 100% like the movie, but this movie gives you perspective like you've never had before. Do you remember what year it was when McDonald's was created? Was it 1950? It was around, it was like around the early 50s. Yeah. I want to say 54, maybe 45. I don't know. But it was somewhere in that decade, right? Around 1950, Dick and Mac McDonald created their first burger stand. Guess where it was? San Bernardino. In the Inland Empire. It was in Southern California. It's right next door to Riverside in this place they called San Bernardino. Now, back then, there wasn't a lot of town like Rialto, Ranch Cucamonga, Ontario wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. It was basically Arcadia, San Bernardino, Riverside, and then like some other random places, right? So to give you an idea, Arcadia and San Bernardino was the closest city to Arcadia at the time. The, they called it their neighbor, didn't they? <laughs> they called it the neighbor. The other places weren't even cities yet, mm-hmm. basically, right? Right. So they created a burger stand. They created a burger stand, and it was the first McDonald's ever. I think they said it was on E Street. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, the one that's still on E Street now is not the original. The original. It's McDonald's Corporation. It's not Dick and Mac McDonald's original their original one was across the street Mm -hmm. so to put a long story short ray Kroc did not create mcdonald's dick and mac mcdonald did okay in a lot of people's eyes especially after watching this movie you will see and maybe side with the perspective that ray Kroc stole McDonald's from them. But we're not here to talk about that today. I wanted to talk about McDonald's, Ray Kroc's Road to Glory, their fork in the road. And it was amazing to see in this movie because when you're 55, most people are thinking about retirement. At least they are dreaming about it, right? Mm -hmm. Ray Kroc... 55, was changing the world 
faster than computers, right? Like computers took a long time. I remember playing Oregon Trail in the 80s. <laughs> it took a long time to get a real good computer in everybody's hands. Mm -hmm. Ray Kroc got Big Macs overseas in months. So um, I strongly encourage everybody to go watch the movie, The Founder, to learn the true story about McDonald's. But you will see this hustle, this hope, this drive of a hustler in Ray Kroc. You might never see from another person ever again. And I say that to say this, Ray Kroc's fork in the road was seeing something that he thought was undervalued and it could take over the world. Mm -hmm. And his objective was to make it the best it could be. Maybe he did it for money. Maybe he did it for power. Maybe he did it for the wrong reasons. But he did it. He did it and he did it better than anybody else could do it. Won the game of life. He's seen something that the brothers didn't realize that it could have been. Well, they might have been able to do it. It might have just been a lot slower pace. Took other people, other components, and took a lot more time. But what Ray Kroc did was he won the game of life at 55. Mm -hmm. So I don't care what your age is. I don't care who you are or what you've been through. Find your Ray Kroc. Find your fork in the road. NBA, NFL, MLB, and even UFC. Fantasy sports every day on DraftKings.com. Sweet and sour. Sugar and spice. Salt and pepper. Peanut butter and jelly. All right, party people, it's time to wrap it up. I just wanted to give a quick reminder to everyone that the Festival of Lights is coming soon. Downtown Riverside, okay? Our podcast studio is walking distance away. It's one block away from the Mission Inn, okay? Anybody and everybody is welcome to visit, have a glass of wine, maybe spit some rhymes, maybe get an interview. We're hoping to do some real cool promotions for the Festival of Lights this year. Maybe we can do like, I don't know, a B-dope water taste test, like a blind taste, te taste test, right? I'll have like geyser water there and and uh, Aquafina or a couple other brands would do a blind taste test maybe, right? And I'll give out some gift cards or some free food or something to people who do it. I don't know. We're going to cook up something for sure. But um, we'll be at the Festival of Lights. We hope to see you. Matter of fact, matter of fact, big shout out to AJ from Recess with AJ for taking me to see Taylor Swift the other day, telling my Swifty. We went to go see her at the drive-in. What was it called? The Eras Tour. The Eras Tour. So she is like a like a music concert, basically, right? It was like her concert tour 
that she was on, and it was the last one in out in L.A. at, at SoFi Stadium. I was happy that AJ was able to take me to see that. He didn't realize I've been a Swifty since way before he was born. <laughs> so big shout out. We got it. We even got some posters and some little some little memorabilia from the but it was like a concert ticket they're like 20 bucks each this is the last weekend to go see it okay if you want to go see it's only on friday saturday and sundays the heiress tour okay go check it out it was worth it though especially when uh her tickets are super expensive (laughs) right but you know when you got so much love for someone like aj and he's the number one groupie in the world, Swifty in the world. It was nice to see him in such a good mood and good spirits. It's good times. So uh, without further ado, I'm just give a big shout out once again to Be Dope Water. Go check them out on Facebook. I heard they're going to be doing some really cool stuff on Facebook real soon. So let's grow that community Send some likes and some in, I'm gonna send some invites and um, let's um, show some love. Okay. The water tastes good. The company's right here in America. It's a small business in Michigan. Okay. The company's more than just a water company mm-hmm. and advocating mental health and, and showing love to wildcats like me. Okay. So big props, actually. Much love. Hopefully you guys can IPO so we can buy some shares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so invest, buy a couple, put some um, B-Dope water shares in my Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. That, that might actually work out, right? So we're going to play their commercial, play some play some more music. And um, until next time, you guys be good. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Well, then we're going to have to put this one in the fridge. <laughs> the lights are out. The Butter's getting hard. <laughs> Eggs are cooling. <laughs> and the jello's jiggling. Bye, guys. Dope water. Your dream matters. Don't give up. Cause before you know it, all you had is long